Hello, and, and welcome to Meet at the Hotel Bar. We are JC, Freddy, and Huss from the band Floors, a three-piece indie pop band from London via Huddersfield. So since we started touring with Floors, traveling the world, and during our previous lives as session musicians, we realized that there are so many funny things that happen on and off stage, and so many stories that never get shared with the rest of the world. They just stay in the dressing rooms and tour buses of the bands and artists you love. Until now. In this podcast, we are lifting the lid on life on the road. And we're better to meet up and tell those touring tales than a place every touring musician knows very well, the trusty hotel bar. So why the hotel bar and what makes it trusty? <laughs> well, it's very reliable because it's a bar. It's always got beer there, but it's the epicenter for conversation. It's, it's the hub. Yeah. So when you're on the road, it's the one place you all meet up and it's a great place for storytelling. Today we sat down to chat with the amazing Ella Air in a hotel bar in London. Ella has won Brit Awards, Mobile Awards, toured the world over, had a number one single and has one of the best and most instantly recognisable vocals out there. Now as you'll find out with all these stories and tour shenanigans, JC and Ella go way back, even before the nickname JC was born. So as a heads up, when Ella says Josh, she's referring to JC. Yeah, it was a mad trip down memory lane for me for, for this one. A bunch of things that I'd completely forgotten about altogether as we relived a bunch of tour nightmares. Um, and Huss's pistol whip story had me crying with laughter too. <laughs> yeah, Ella played such a big part in the floor story. She gave us our first support tour, which kickstarted the band. This is Ella Air coming up on Meet at the Hotel Bar. Okay, I think we're good. I think we're well, rolling. We need yeah, to yeah. start by ordering a drink. Yeah. So it, whatever you order, we get the same. Oh no! Yeah. So it, it, great shot of tequila, <laughs> whiskey sours. <laughs> yeah, we could do whiskey sours. Well, well, I'm having a whiskey sour then. <laughs> are, you, are you serious on the on the whiskey sours? Absolutely not. No way. We've got a gig today. Can't drink <laughs> okay, on a gig day. Okay, okay. Uh, so yeah, what would you like to drink? Mm, well, I sort of brought my own. <laughs> <laughs> so we can share that more of those. Which yeah. is a beetroot juice, but I won't let you guys have that. Um, a black americano, please. Okay, black americano. Perfect. We'll, we'll That's take a good choice. Four of is those, it? Yeah. Can we make one of those decaf, please? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Are you decaf now? Yeah, I'm decaf, fully oh decaf. Word. Living a decaf so life. So rock and roll, right? So rock and roll. Before we get going as well, I'd also like to apologise. There's, there's, um, <laughs> we're currently, it's the earliest podcast that we've ever done. It's currently 10.30. <laughs> we're in the hotel bar, um, but the breakfast um, has finished. The breakfast finished at 10 and the bar doesn't technically open until 12. Um, yeah. So they've let us in. They've been really kind to let us in, but they are vacuuming. Well, we've got an extra <laughs> special guest today. We've got Henry the Hoover. Yeah. Henry, Henry's is that just Henry? Is, is yeah, Henry is. Red? Yeah. yeah I think oh, that's I've got Henry. George. That's why. Oh, really? What, yeah. Who's George? What colour is George? He's green. He's epic. <laughs> so for those who don't know, um, I used to be Ella's keyboard player. And over the course of three and a half years between... This is really crazy how long ago it was. Between 2013 and 2016. We had um, some crazy tour managers. I'm joking. Crazy. A question Continue one? <laughs> no. Um, I actually counted up the amount of shows that I played the other day. Really? Yeah. Um, how many do you reckon it is? Actually, I mean, we were doing a lot at that time. I feel like I've miscalculated because I didn't include any, like, 
corporate shows. I didn't do any like radio shows or oh, yeah. any like TV or promo or anything like that. It's yeah. purely like gigs in front of a crowd. Yeah. That's I mean, there are 365 days in the year, right? And yeah. I say we were doing at least 200 a year, maybe. A little bit less. Is it, well, no, but including all <laughs> the, including all the like yeah, live lounges actually, yeah. and stuff, okay, and like yeah, corporates yeah. and stuff that you won't have included. But I'd say like in terms of gigs, official gigs, maybe like 150. Okay, so it's 200. Yeah. Just, just under 200. Yeah. Yeah, like actual full shows. Yeah. And in 19 different countries as well. Mm. Wow. How cool is that? Literally, that is very count cool. them up 19 different countries. I feel like um, you should have worked out how many cities. That would have been more impressive. Yeah, cities would have been good. We can edit that in. <laughs> we'll edit <laughs> that in. More impressive stuff. Do that in post. So that brings yeah. me nicely into the very first question. Um, what is your favorite city in the world to gig in? Manchester. Manchester. Without fail. Like, it's, it doesn't take me any time to think about that, just because every time I've been, I've always been excited and I've never been disappointed, Manchester even if it's a corporate sick. show. Yeah. They just bring another level. Also, um, Scotland are really great as well. I think because they're deprived up there. So, sorry, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> we can edit that out. We can edit anything yeah, out. <laughs> we'll give you one chance to redeem. Yeah, deprived yeah, of yeah, good yeah, weather, yeah, that's yeah. what you meant, right? The deprived no, of sun. But I just feel like with Scotland, um, like, I don't know how many gigs happen up. No, I'm going to stop. I'm digging myself a hole. But Manchester. I just feel like the further, Manchester. North, Manchester. the further north you go, the more, uh, like, crazy. Deprived they are. No, <laughs> <laughs> no it's, I don't know. I'm just going to stop digging myself a hole on that one. But Manchester, yeah. though, I stand by that. Yeah, Manchester, I, yeah. Is, Manchester yeah. is a great yeah. city. Always great restaurants as well. Like, my memory of a place is how well I eat food as well. So, mm. yeah. Manchester. Isn't there, like, a really good uh, Chinese place yeah. in Manchester, like, near the Academy? I feel like we've been there before many times, probably with both. Oh, I don't remember that one. Yeah, I feel like we've been there until... Probably. Do you know yeah, what? Yeah, it is opposite, opposite Academy and to the right. Yeah, close I by. I feel like the days just flow into one when you're on tour. So, like, we could have... You could tell me and I'll probably believe you. That's the thing. I'm going to be really interested with this podcast as to how many stories you remember. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like, do you remember when we did this? And you'll be like, huh? No. no, the amount of times that I remember Mafra would be like, oh, we played this venue before. And I'd be like, have we? Like, yeah. sometimes I really don't remember. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, my, my memory's actually getting terrible as well. Your like, memory's always been brilliant. Though, yeah, I, I feel that. like it used to be really great. Yeah. And then it's it's slowly deteriorated. <laughs> no, I think you, you do have a good memory, but your sense of direction is absolutely terrible. The sense of yeah, direction is terrible. For that. That's true. <laughs> and so sticking with the theme of gigs, yep. have you got like a most memorable memory whilst being on stage? Oh. Testing I, the memory here. There's so many ways I could take this. I could take it emotional. I could take it deep. Um, or I could take it like sort of euphoric. I'd say like, I'm going to keep it upbeat. Yeah, let's go euphoric. <laughs> let's, go, let's go upbeat. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say when I played, um, played Glastonbury for the first time because I went to school in Glastonbury. Yeah. So like cool. when you, I'm going to say graduate, but I didn't graduate. Um, when, you fin left. when I finished, yeah, when I left, got unofficially expelled. Um, Did you get expelled? <laughs> unofficially because it was the last day. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, they were like, if you were coming back, we would have expelled you. And I was like, cool. One for the, the one for the books, there. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm gonna say that because I went to school there. When you finish your GCSEs, like the thing to do, the tradition is to go to Glastonbury. Yeah. And so I went, had the best time ever, loved it. And then four years later, I was on one of the stage. I think I was on the other stage. Yeah, the other stage. Yeah. And um, I feel like we, we did we do it twice. Um, neither of yeah, them remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we did do it twice. The one time was in the was in a tent. 
and the second time was the other stage. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But I think the moment I'm talking about is the other stage, yeah, and that was four stage. years after I left that school. Yeah. So, yeah, that was... I remember it being really sunny that day, and yeah. I remember the sun was beaming down on my keyboard and, like, one of the keyboards I use. <laughs> I couldn't see, like, the, the display, and I was, like, freaking out as to, like, whether it was the correct one. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. <laughs> yeah. These good. are the things that you worry about. I know, yeah. And yeah. I'm yeah. thinking everything's going <laughs> yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, do you remember that show in, in Poland? Do you remember the one with the boxes? Yes. With the, and it was like Yeah, like I think that was the biggest production show I've ever had. It was for like a cider. Yeah, and yeah. it was just like a corporate. But they just like went to, I think these, it, it looked like they spent like 200 grand on the stage. It was crazy. We were on like uh, scaffolding. Like levels, yeah, we? yeah. And every band member was in a different box. And then like <laughs> I appeared no safety, in one of the- No, no safety. Well, and that was the one like, time when um, the mic was left live and in the encore, was shouting down the mic, get back on stage! <laughs> and it was like, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, like, I remember, the, yeah, the, just the drop, like the sheer drop. I remember like Dave Baker getting like, so Dave Baker was the, I feel like we're naming names here. So Dave Baker was the bassist, Matt oh. was the guitarist. He's Dave, still my bass player, by the yeah, way. OG, the last one. The, 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 the longest, longest serving. Longest, yeah, and then Elise, obviously. Yeah, I mean, did you know, fun fact, Dave Baker is the reason flaws are flaws. Really? Yeah. I so didn't know Dave, that. Dave Baker introduced me to Freddie. Yeah, that's how I know yeah. these guys. Oh, that doesn't yeah. surprise me Shout at out all. Dave. So thanks, Dave. Yeah, Dave was in my um, rock band that I used to play. Shout in. out the band. What were the band called? The Dead Famous. Oh, oh that's quite a cool name. Uh, yeah, thank you. I feel like you braced yourself for us to be like, Yeah, oh. I was expecting a worse reaction. <laughs> Haven't you got a tattoo about the Dead Famous? No, but me and Dave have matching tattoos. Oh, on no, which one? The cabbage. And apparently, you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that what you guys call it? The cabbage? The no, it wasn't no, though, no. because the cabbage, the cabbage I think was on his, get on his, the uncle out, Fred. Like, yeah. Here we go, just for the, for oh, the yeah, listeners. Okay, no, it still look one. a bit like a cabbage though. How dare you? No, 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 you should see the cabbage. He's got it's a, cabbage a cabbage. Didn't he edit it though? He did get, he did I think edit he got it. like edit a cabbage. skull over it in the end. Yeah. We should just, he should be here. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to defend himself. We should do a follow-up podcast on Dave's tattoos. But also he does have amazing tattoos, so it's okay that he has the odd cabbage. So the beauty of live gigs is that not everything always goes according to plan. Oh, uh, is it beautiful? Um, it is. What is. At least you have each other on stage. When it's me, I'm like, ah, make jokes. <laughs> I don't know how to riff. So what is the worst thing that's ever happened to you on stage? Oh, to be fair, touch word, because I don't want to ruin the rest of my live career. I've been very fortunate that I don't have any like standout awful moments. I'd say the one that I remember I think was in the Czech Republic, mm -hmm. um, but um, it was raining so hard. And oh, yeah. the, there was a thunderstorm the night before and they were like, we don't know if the gig's gonna happen or not, but we did it anyway. But then the generator packed up because of the weather. I was on stage giving my all and everyone was getting nothing, so. Oh, what, out front? Out there was front. no yeah, sound yeah. Like out the front. Generator, everything went, the lights, the sound, everything. And it was like, well, the gig's over, <laughs> but like, we we're still giving it. You're still having like, a great um, time. There's nothing worse than audience <laughs> members going, we can't hear you, because yeah. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was thinking about this earlier. And again, this is probably something that you would never have like even been privy to. Um, <laughs> but I remember doing a show once at um, Ronnie Scott's. Do you remember doing a show at Ronnie Scott's? So like, yeah, the jazz, no, the jazz club. No. Like the tiny, the little Did jazz club. Famous. Ronnie Scott's. I thought yeah. I'd just been there drunk. It was like a, it was like a. <laughs> I feel like we played a gig in the afternoon, and then in the evening, it was like a late night <gasps> thing yeah, at, yeah, yeah, at, at Ronnie Scott's. Yeah. Um, and there was a song that we used to play, and uh, I remember going into rehearsals 
and obviously like you play these songs hundreds of times yeah and we went into rehearsals and um i remember you saying oh can we change the key of this one so i was As like I'd yeah like sure to do all the time and there's a there's a button on the keyboard that you basically press and it's a really simple button and because some keys are like ugh, yeah. like that's really difficult so basically for, I, what i did is, as i pressed like you know two or whatever it was in the thing and jobs are good and you know i can go and, we, and i must have played a hundred shows <laughs> Um, using this song with just plus two, and I always used to do it a bit lazy, and I, I'm sorry. Um, but I remember the uh, Ronnie Scott show was like a grand piano. Um, <laughs> obviously, doesn't have a button <laughs> to press the TV, and obviously, it becomes so like bedded into like almost like yeah. just muscle memory of being able to play the show. It was only when we were on stage when we were about to play the song, we're like, oh, this next song is called like Don't Worry Me or whatever the song was, um, <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> Like absolute panic. Like I, I wish that the listeners could see that no. facial expression. No idea what even or where to start. I'm, I don't know how I managed to blag it, and no one noticed. Um, I feel like you're in the most judgmental place as far as musicians yeah. go. Yeah, like, absolute eyes are going to be on I you. I think Mafro noticed, but I don't think anyone else like no. But it was like you know when like the, the world like swallows you up yeah. inside of you, and you're That's just like me with lyrics because I'm notoriously bad with lyrics, and sometimes I'll be like. I know the intro just isn't that long and I don't know what the first word is, what the word is. <laughs> like the amount of languages I've made up on stage is astonishing. Yeah. I feel like you, you cover it well though. You always covered it well. You just have to be Confident. convincing. Yeah. yeah. Conviction is key. Loud, yeah. What's, what's the saying? Not loud and proud. It's um, uh, play it strong and wrong. Wrong and strong. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. That's me. Either one of those <laughs> will do. Yeah, I think that's, that's it. Um, Wait, before you move on from disastrous gigs, do you remember the one where we... <laughs> <laughs> it was. It wasn't disastrous because I didn't really realise what was going on, but the playback rig. Yeah. It came alive. Yeah. Wow. We were. We were. I think was, that was in Liverpool. Yeah. Like an MTV. It was live on MTV. I yeah, think as well. Yeah. 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 And we were still doing a really basic <laughs> setup, and we didn't have like that much crew slash any. No. I don't think, and yeah. poor Mafro was trying to play the guitar and like what smoke. The, <laughs> the smoke was just coming on. Like yeah, that was a, that was a horrible a horrible I moment. I didn't know till after. So I was like, great gig, guys. Did you get through the whole gig then? You didn't have yeah, to stop. Yeah, I think it was like a short 30 minute. I think we cut, cut like a song or something, yeah. but like, like warm fire at the back <laughs> of the show. My, my friend's oh. aged about five years. It is like, to, I remember the tour manager calling my manager and be like, we need to spend more money, yeah. please. We can't do this again. It's a fire hazard. Fires on stage. Which again leads us nicely into the next question. Um, again, on this, on this similar similar journey, uh, we, we had our fair share of misfortune uh, off stage. Um, Onto a tour from from drunk tour bus drivers. Oh my word! Um, I what? am cursed. <laughs> yeah. My tour, but like, I got <laughs> to a point. There was a year where tour bus companies wouldn't do my gigs because they thought I was cursed. <laughs> there was what? so so from what I can remember. Maybe you can remember more. There was like a, a tour bus driver that like he got drunk when we were doing the gig. We we got there early, and it was one of those um, university shows where there were lots of rides. And so okay. the people who were setting up the rides were living in caravans next to it. So then they'd obviously like been chilling outside watching our bus driver drinking beers. And then I think he offered one of them one and they yeah. were like, mm, he's got to drive 14 people. But he was going to drive us home. He was going to drive us home. Oh, what? Yeah. So the, someone stopped him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Think, uh, one of yeah. the ride put uppers, yeah. I don't know the official term. Um, <laughs> uh, operators Ride told operators. my tour manager at the time and was like, yeah, I think your, your driver wow. was drunk. Yeah. And the tour bus company drove down and then picked him up and gave us a new driver and then drove back but left him on the side of a motorway halfway back to London. I didn't, no yeah. I didn't know that. That's, that's jokes. 
Um, so yeah, we had that. We had um, wheel fall off. Wheel fall off. That's literally the next one. The, yep. the wheel fell off the bus. <laughs> um, <laughs> like literally, like was this in off, that same off twelve the bus. month period? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, honestly, it was like twelve <laughs> months where everything. Where Josh hasn't even mentioned the worst <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, that's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the wheel came off, um, and then obviously the, the big one was 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 being involved in a bus crash. The bus uh, was written off in in Ireland. Yeah. I feel like that conversation, not about you, but I feel like it comes up like in conversation quite often. Yeah. And the boys, you've heard this story a million times, so I was intrigued as to what your memories were from that day <laughs> in Ireland. So we'd literally just played Glastonbury. We had just played Glastonbury, and we were rushing to a gig in Ireland, and we'd just got off the ferry and um, there was quite a lot of traffic. And then we finally, I remember the traffic suddenly easing up and we started moving. And then all of a sudden we came to a massive halt. And I think we were on a single carriageway. There's yeah. a road and there's only traffic going one way and then one the other, right? So yeah. there's no, there's not two lanes. Uh, there's a woman on the other side of the road who decided she didn't want to be in the traffic anymore and decided to try and do a three point turn. But she did a three point turn into our driver's Route. But he obviously, like, it's a heavy bus. I think it had a trailer on the back. So, like, the brake yeah. time is just so much more than a car. Mm. So this silly woman um, really underestimated how long it would take for a bus to stop. So she pulled out and the bus went smack bang into her car. Um, and Josh went flying from the back of the lounge in yeah. the uh, bus to the front of the lounge. You were definitely the biggest casualty at the time. Yeah. And there was someone else as well, but I can't remember. I think Dave had like a crick yeah. neck or something. Yeah, I think I, I think I think Nash had like a bit of a, mm, yeah, mm. like crick neck, but. Yeah, uh, it was Nash. Yeah, the worst thing about it was, and I remember this, and this is something I'll never forget. It's just like some kind of like final destination yeah. shit. But we just stopped off at like a service station. Yeah. And me and Elise had bought like a muffin. Yeah. Which is quite rare for me. I would never really go for that. <laughs> I was going to say, I've never I seen know, you buy... Is this why I don't see you buy muffins <laughs> anymore? Yeah, probably. Never again as and well. So anyway, we bought this big muffin to share. And we were on a different bus to normal. Um, and I remember going downstairs and then trying to find a knife. And I couldn't find a knife. Yeah. And there was like those, you know, like the big like kitchen knives, like <gasps> the, the huge ones. Oh in like the, the pulse. So I pulled it out and then brought it upstairs. And then I, I cut the, the, um, the cupcake in two. Um, and then Elise had hers and I had mine and I placed the knife on the side and then obviously all of the, everything happened um, and then we went to like we for like a time meal or something in the evening mm. and then Mafro saying oh yeah you, you do know do you remember you, you had that knife and I was like yeah and it was like where you landed the knife was like laid by your head oh my um, god and, and Mafro just got like his, he said he, he just got his foot and he just like just kind of like shimmered it underneath the sofa so yeah. no one saw it oh my god <laughs> but like can you imagine god. what that knife was doing yeah. whilst we were all getting crushed and See, whatever that's why like, I always opt for the tear and share when sharing a muffin yeah for the, the <laughs> so unnecessary absolutely we're so well acquainted by that point you can use your hands I mean absolutely <laughs> this is before like COVID way before COVID times so yeah. I don't know what I was thinking maybe just wanted a clean fair uh, <laughs> you're just fair doing cut. the gentlemanly thing yeah. Yeah. it's very sweet but um, totally unnecessary and yeah. your laptop didn't oh, fare too well either yeah. that headphone input was <laughs> yeah. broken for years yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
It was mental. Like, I laugh. I mean, I shouldn't laugh at all, really. It's just I laugh because I've been in so many bus-related incidences. But it was really serious and it was really scary. And it's like, that from then on, it's sort of like, he's given me this fear about sleeping at night on the bus. Yeah. Because if the driver's driving a bit fast and starts to sway a bit, I immediately assume he's fallen asleep. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, we spend so much time of our lives in these things and we have to trust yeah. that we're going to get there from A to B. Trust yeah, I feel like every night before you sleep on those buses, you do kind of think, yeah, whatever happens, yeah. happens. You have yeah. to just put trust in it. It's yeah. scary stuff. But I remember the front of the bus yeah. coming clean off and just like that on the floor. What? It was crazy. Off, wasn't it? And like the, um, the wheel was pushed, like the, I'm surprised the driver had legs as well because the, the wheel was pushed so close to his seat that I think he just about made it out as well. So yeah, Goodness it was... Me. Right, well, long live <laughs> yeah. the uh, successful bus journeys yeah. evermore. You yeah. know what? Um, you've Since had then, the year... And yeah, now it's done. I've never yeah. had a wheel fall off or anything like that. <laughs> since, driver. Basically since I left. Yeah, since yeah. <laughs> it was you. It was you Everything's been yeah. fine. <laughs> so on a slightly lighter note, um, mm. some of our favourite tour stories and memories have been on days off. Yeah. Uh, travel days stuck in the middle of nowhere. And from doing these podcasts, we're starting to get a list together yep. of places that people recommend yep. and, and where to go. So Woody from Bastille recommended a banana museum, which is, oh, wow. as you can imagine, that is so a museum niche. dedicated yeah. to bananas. Where is that? It's in, in Joshua Tree. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. So do you have anything yeah. to add to the list? Um, do you know what? Like, I'm quite envious that you have Josh in your band now because you were always the guy that was like, right, what are we doing on our days off? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so to be fair, one of my like highlights that I remember was Laser Quest. Because we were like in the middle of nowhere, there was like really not much to do. And we were like, all right, let's just go and do a laser quest. And we were a bit drunk, which always adds to the fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I just never realized how much I enjoyed playing laser quest. But my heart literally comes out of my mouth when I, you know, I don't, it's I don't so think scary. it's so scary. Yeah, I've not I been in so long. Yeah. Maybe we should go. We should. The last time I went, somebody pistol whipped me. And I'm not even joking. Someone genuinely. <laughs> What's that? Is that when someone, when someone like hits, hits you with, the, with gun. the gun? And I genuinely. I had a name. Oh, I've never I, I had that. I got pistol whipped at Laser Quest. <laughs> Why is that making me laugh? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that when you said piss. I was yeah, like, yeah, well, what? I could have gone anywhere. Because they were a bit grotty as well. So yeah. I was like, Ugh. Yeah. Is this like, were you an adult at this point? Or were you. No, I don't think so. I think I was probably about. 15. So if you're listening, I'm coming after you. <laughs> she snuck up behind me and hit me in the head. Oh, so I can't think of that many days off because I'm, I'm usually being really good and like hiding from everyone, so I'm not encouraged to shout. Well, yeah, Laser Quest must bring you. Yeah. you can't. You're gonna <clears throat> exactly. lose your voice in there. No, exactly. And like I'm, I'm trying to be really well behaved on tour. So like usually I'd be like, leave me alone, finding a spa. Um, but yeah, no, I remember particularly on the American tour, we were always going off and doing yeah. fun things. I remember going to Walmart and um, mm -hmm. buying just a load of crap from Walmart <laughs> and it just featuring for the rest of the, the trip. I remember we bought some cars and we were like driving oh, yeah. around. <laughs> <laughs> didn't buy like a, a, didn't he get a, what's it called? Where you zap people? Oh, a taser. taser. taser yeah. I don't remember. I feel like he kept that Take from that me. Take that to Laser <laughs> Quest. Yeah. Yeah. Taser Quest. We can edit that out as well. <laughs> So, welcome to the beef section. Oh no. So, um, this is the section where feel free to talk about any beef you may have had with anybody. Dish the dirt. Disclose any information you want, <coughs> withhold any information you want. You can say the beef, like, it was mainly Twitter say. beef. Twitter beef is Twitter beef's a good one, it's yeah. a reoccurring theme. I... Or you can, you can tell the story, you don't necessarily need to tell the person, or... 
You can just I've pass it. I've been relatively good with beef, I think. I think my biggest beef was with one of my old tour managers. And that was, that was, <laughs> that was something. Oh, yeah. It was um, quite an... Um, we, we had him for quite a while and there was a lot of unprofessionalism. There was PDs being confiscated if you were late You're and like joking. we were at school oh, he still owes me about 45 yeah quid. <laughs> yeah and you know like points being used and like festival tickets being given out i remember there was this one time where we were at a different festival and we were about to go on stage and he was on the phone trying to sort out his mates getting into a different festival but using my sort of name to do that and it was just like the you're on the job right now, bro. What yeah. the hell? Do you know what? I remember the greatest story. <laughs> Do you remember when we did like Alan Carr's Chatty Man? Yeah. And didn't he go up to Lionel Richie? Yeah. Like whilst whilst you were with him, yes. and he went up to Lionel Richie and asked for like Lionel Richie's autograph and with a CD Lionel, that he brought with him. Yeah, but called him Lionel Rich T as well, like which everyone knows is just like really? such a basic yeah. joke, and it was just so embarrassing that someone that was representing me is like presented himself as a fanboy in oh, a way dear. that was just like. Not cool, and you know, like someone as cool as that was like, just leave me alone, bro. But he was he was very unkind to some of the crew, and like I think I was <clears> blinded <throat> to that for a long time. And then when I started to see it, it was horrific, and we were already stuck in America. So, um, but I remember the the last the last thing was when we came back from America, and he didn't check anyone into their flights, didn't care if anyone got onto the flight. Oh yeah. Oh, and Ibiza, oh, there's Ibiza so many. As well. What, because he knew he was going to get fired? Yeah, or? he knew, like, we'd already given him notice. He'd got his Lionel Richie autograph. It's yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> well, He's out the door. Yeah, got all his tickets <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, I, and Ibiza. Ibiza was crazy as well. Yeah. I got um, accosted by his girlfriend at the time, which was... And then he, and then he didn't book me on the flight home. So no, I, he didn't check you in. So when we got to the airport, they yeah. were like, we've given your seat away. <laughs> What? Yeah, yeah, and then half of us got to like fly back me, and you didn't. It's like me, Rachel Rafferty, the hairstylist, and uh, Pete Middleton, shout out if mm. you're listening, Pete. We got there and they were like, it was like August time, and they were like, oh, when when's the next flight? And because it was like peak yeah. season yeah. Ibiza, they were like, oh yeah, the next flight's the 2nd of September. Yeah. And we're like, <laughs> like, like, what? Stay in Ibiza. Because so like, it was easy, Jet. <laughs> if people don't check in, they assume you're drunk and not coming. But I ended up, I ended up flying, I think I went straight to Leeds, actually. I think yeah. I direct straight. I think it worked out quite well for me. Um, <laughs> I think your niece had just been born. My nephew, yeah. yeah that nephew, literally that, that day. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That was good. That's, that's, um, that's good and warranted beef. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was tricky. Yeah. I'm, I, to be honest, I feel like I'm now going to have a hit out on me if he ever listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is more lighthearted. So, well, yeah, what's the best advice that you've been given? Uh, and if you could relay that piece of advice uh, to an up-and-coming artist uh, or musician, what would it be? Think about what you would give the 13-year-old Ella. Don't take your voice for granted. Like, get a really good singing teacher who will knock you into shape and really scare the hell out of you from an early age because I think it's so easy to get caught up in the you know the fun the parties and the late nights and the events and like but also like if you're on tour constantly you know that is your asset so I started my live career with Rudimental and at that time they were all very young very fun um, and we had some some great times but then I lost my voice so regularly and didn't look after it yeah. so um now I'm now I'm very 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 particular about it, so I'm super boring on tour, unfortunately. It's so common, isn't it? The singers losing their voice now. I mean, the the extent of touring schedules and like yeah. how much you have to go through. 
Yeah. Gotta really nurture it. I think also it's the thing of like, obviously managements and TMs and stuff, they will never understand yeah. the vocal capacity because it's not really their, it is their job too, but they, how are they supposed to know? And so they'll be like putting gigs day after day after day. And it's like, you need to be in charge of being like, yeah, yeah. knowing your limits and just not pushing yourself too hard. Don't say yes to everything. Yeah, yeah. It's only if it's paying well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you have any touring hacks or top tips? Um, top tips? I guess I, the previous answer was a good top tip <clears throat> to look after yourself and to look after your voice. That's I mean, great top tip. I love a steam room. So like, when I'm on tour, I like to seek out a steam room. It used to be gyms for us, not you, Josh. You never came to the gym. Yeah, no, I used to go for runs. Yeah, runs. You're never a gym room. boy. Um, but yeah, for me, like, cause I love a steam room. It doubles up as really good for my voice. And also usually there's a spa attached to it. And like, I feel like when you're on the road constantly and you're knackered, um, it's just something to really look out for and, and keep an eye out because it's just a really nice to, way to reset and spend a day off. Something we don't really do. I think we should start doing those mm. spa days. Spa days yeah. on tour. We, uh, it's just necessary. Even if you don't get a massage, just go like for a just swim. For a steam, for a sauna. I thought you, we've been in a spa before and I thought you hated it. <laughs> yeah, I think I got too hot. So I went to like, I went through a phase of, if I went to a steam room or a sauna, get too hot, can't handle it, mm. can't cool down, get itchy, end up with a rash. But, uh, <laughs> okay, I but think it's, I've mastered it now. Okay. I love spas. That's yeah. I'm, I'm into it now. Okay, yeah. I've, That's I've had my fair share of massages now. So I'm, yeah. I'm a changed man. So my other tip, Top tip. was... So sometimes it can be quite hard to find somewhere good to eat. Mm -hmm. And like, you can't go off Google reviews alone. You know, like if you see 4.6, but in Somerset, that really doesn't <laughs> mean very much. Mm -hmm. So like my hot tip is to always look at pictures of the food. Okay, yeah. Picture menus. Yeah, picture menu. Like, yeah. but even just on Google, don't look at the number, don't look at the stars, don't read the reviews because people don't know what they're talking about. Just look at the pictures and decide whether you put that in your mouth or not. That's yeah. how on the, on the you pictures. eat well on top. That's a top tip. Yeah, yeah, that is a good top tip. So when I go for a roast, I do this every time and I, I'm not embarrassed to say it, but when I go for a roast and I don't know what meat I want, I go onto their Google page and look at the, ro the previous roast and I'm like, oh, that chicken looks dry, <laughs> that beef looks crap. Overcooked. Yeah, exactly. The potatoes, what are they? There are so many elements to a roast. That's a good exactly. thing to do. It's not like you're getting fish and chips as two elements. Yeah. You've got so many different components. And you can instantly tell if gravy is granules yeah. or not. So then I'll just go for the fish and chips, you know? Yeah. Can't, so can't. That is a good top tip. Yeah, I think so too. All of them. So. Uh, the last question is, what is the craziest thing a fan has given you? <laughs> oh, there's so many. But <laughs> Feel I free to say, list them. I wouldn't say crazy. We can, we can oh, switch the head. Oh, no, I, can, I can think of the crazier because it was so <laughs> random. But there's a few that are good. <laughs> Go on, you're I, laughing. No, no, I just I feel like this section should include like a video element. Yeah. Because the, just the reaction yeah. from people's yeah. faces are just the brilliant because yeah, they go so straight true. to the one that they can't mention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To be fair, um, I don't have any I can't mention. Okay, that's good. Um, I remember once getting um, a package from like you know when it comes from a country that you have ne probably never been to and it's got loads of stamps on it and. Um, whatever. Um, I remember this really undisclosed package arrived into my management's office and it was a handbag that was a teapot. And I just don't know 
I don't wow. know where that came from. Like I've always like been Like porcelain, quite... like actual... No, no, no. It was like oh. a leather teapot handbag. But like if I was really into tea or like I'd specifically made my love of tea known, that would make sense. I have no idea. Do you know what who country sent it? it ca- no, I don't know who sent <laughs> it, what country it came from. I'm sure there was a letter at the, and at the time I knew. But I think I vague, also remember being like, oh, I've never seen that fan on my Twitter or anything like that. So... I was just like, so sweet, yeah. so niche, but why? Uh, do you still have it? No. Well, if you're listening right now and you were the person that sent <laughs> make yourself <laughs> known, please. Make yourself known. Uh, but my fans have always been really good at gifts. I'm going to say one more that I've loved and I will remember for the rest of my life. I have two cats called Frank and Eddie. Mm-hmm. And one of my cats looks a bit special. I mean, they both look special. But one of them in particular, because his tongue is too long for his mouth, so it's constantly out. And so somebody had found these toy plush cats that look like my cats and sewn a tongue to (laughs) one of them and then got collars made and said Frank and Eddie. And it's just such a thoughtful gift to be like, here you are when you're on tour and like you get little memories of home. Yeah, yeah. It's just so nice. And like, you know, when fans do books and they get all the other fans to write in them and yeah. whatever. Like I've had some really good stuff over the years. And I actually do have a lockup full of stuff um, that I'll look at one day. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That was the end of that round. We got one more round. Right. Uh, this is the quick fire round. Right. Um, and basically it's, it's, it's the first thing that comes to your head. Oh, you no. can elaborate or you can literally just say one <laughs> word and then we can move okay. on. That's fine. Um, so we'll start off the first one. When I say waiting all night, you say? Um, Brit Awards. Okay. Um, That's good. Uh, when I say Brit School. Musical theatre. That's what I studied. Um, and we'll probably never learn any, or do any, use any of that knowledge. Actually, no, I'd say I do. But yeah, Brit School, uh, Musical Theatre. Okay. When I say home DIY. Home DIY. <laughs> <laughs> Never ending is the word <laughs> I use because you start, I'm just classic case of, I start something and I never finish it. Like I ripped the whole downstairs of my house out last year and it's still ongoing. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay, the next one, uh, your longest serving band member, Dave Baker. <laughs> um, First word. Oh no, I can't say what I was gonna say. He will listen to this. Neurotic about in-ears is what comes to mind. He yeah. is so particular. A little bit more low end, a little bit more, a little bit more oh, mids. Yeah, I think any in-ears monitor guy I've ever had has always left the gig because of Baker. Because <laughs> <laughs> if Baker's not happy, the gig's not happening. <laughs> uh, next up, Frank and Eddie. Um, um, kidnapped. Because my mum won't give him back. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was actually. I got worried the, then. I was like, what? Yeah, no. <laughs> it was when I went on tour, might have been with the script. That was the longest I was away for. So that was the longest my mum had the cats for. And I just could not convince her to give him back after that. She was like, you have a man. I'm single and I don't need a man. I've just got my cats. <laughs> and I couldn't argue with that, really. And then I got a dog, which is so much more maintenance than cats. I should have just got another cat, but can't replace my Frank. Well, that leads up into number, the last question, number six. When I say Iggy, you say... Vet bills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. French Bulldogs are amazing. Love him to pieces. Such a character. Also massively antisocial, unless you're in the circle of trust. But, like, <laughs> vet bills, man. I was kind of hoping that you'd bring him along today. I wasn't sure if I'd be able to yeah, in the I hotel. Guess I guess, yeah, yeah. Um, 
And like I said, he's got a harness that says, do not pet. So like, oh. it wouldn't be fun for you. Oh, okay, It'd be okay. fun for me. It wouldn't be fun for you. He's a sweetheart. He's just super nervous. I think he had a traumatic experience at the vet. Thanks guys. And so now he just won't let, unless he knows you, once he gets to know you, he's fine. But yeah. um, he just won't let anyone new touch him. So just there's a warning on him because so, one thing I've learned about having a dog is that people don't care if you say don't touch the dog he'll bite you they'll just do it they'll yeah. just do it I'm good with dogs okay well <laughs> if you're good with dogs fuck off yeah, then don't touch it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a dog like go for me the other day really it was like fully like running at me and I was like oh <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> much and then and then it literally it just didn't stop and then fully <laughs> fully charged me like That's fast as well went like oh fully God. jumped at me like and I was like I had to steady myself and, <laughs> but I was like I actually had to go at the owner because I was like if I was like an old lady yeah. or a kid or a kid yeah. I would be on the floor because yeah. he did not slow down yeah. and he, he did have a muzzle on so maybe he just escaped I don't know but the, the owner was there That's so weird Yeah, Luckily with Iggy if you leave him alone he really doesn't care about you. It's just if you put your hand out, he's like, what the fuck am I going to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> what, are you doing, what are you giving me that for? Because you know how people like put them in front of their nose like, oh, yeah, yeah. oh no, no, I'm really good with dogs. And he's looking at you like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a character. He is a character. He's brilliant. I should probably post on his Instagram more because he's far more funny than I am, but <laughs> can't be bothered. Okay. Well, um, thank you so much for, for, for coming here Thanks for today. having me. Yeah, it's, um, it's great. To, to see you and to reminisce yeah, uh, on some really old nice. stories. Heard some good stories. Um, is there any uh, is there anything else you'd like to add or any people you want to shout out or uh, before we round things up? Shout out OG band members since yeah. we're here. Okay. Because um, they'll probably listen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and my mum because she'll listen. Shout out Terry. Shout out Tez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you very much. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. A huge thanks to Ella for being part of the podcast and to the Hilton in Islington for putting up with us. Shout out the Henry the Hoover. Also, we couldn't do this podcast without you guys listening, so a huge thanks to you for being part of the Floors family. If you do like what you hear and you haven't already, please make sure you like, comment and subscribe. It really does make so much difference for us, especially now as we're starting out. Join us next time where we will be chatting to Dan from The Wombats. Expect stories of how to survive terrible reviews whilst touring the east coast of Norway, the adventures of their trusty travel companion Steve the Squirrel, and what happens when you bring magical gummy bears on tour. Only on... Mm -hmm.